0: find out how the new retirement reforms affect the average South African, Mr. Munir Hassan is a senior lecturer, taxation in the Department of Accountancy at the University of Johannesburg. And he joins us now to shed more light on this. Mr. Hassan, it's a great pleasure. Thank you very much for joining us and welcome.
1: Good morning and uh, thank you for having me in studios today. Good morning to the listeners. It's
0: it's a big story, isn't it? Because people are really panicking. I mean, it even made front page of, uh, of the start today. Uh, that people continue to to resign?
1: It, it, it is. Um, I think there's a lot of panic in the market at the moment because there's a lot of uncertainty as to how this laws unpack and unfold. Mm. Uh, but I think it's important that before people start resigning, I've heard of stories of uh, teachers uh, walking into stars, resigning from you know, workplaces, just trying to exit the fund to try and... Um, beat the system, if you want to call yeah. it. Uh, and that's not the right approach. I, I, I think caution is what, what, what needs to happen here. Uh, we need to unpack it a bit to understand what is the impact. And I don't think it's all that bad if we, if we actually look at the implications going forward and the real change, is there's not much change other than the, the Provident Fund. All so right. that's where the key change is. And,
0: and that's why we have you here. We Thank have you. the experts here, which is a good thing. Now, there's been lots of confusion, like you're saying, and, and it's almost reaching a crisis because the objective Objectives are just not clear. So maybe talk us through what the objectives of this of these new updates are, the updates to the Tax Administration Amendment Act, especially um, vis-a-vis the the retirement saving aspect, if you can just focus on that. I mean, tell us why the change and why now?
1: The, the main change is, is, is really about retirement saving. So it's to get an individual to have sufficient money when he, he retires one day, to have some kind of uh, nest so that he can dip into there and have some kind of annuity income come his way to sustain himself thereafter. But I think the. You know, that, that's at the heart of the objective of the reform. Uh, in addition to that, there are secondary measures. There's obvi- obviously secondary issues as to why do a reform. Mm. And, and the reason for that is there's also what we wanted to do from a policy point of view. National Treasury indicated they wanted to harmonize the, the way we treat the deductions of Contributions to retirement funds. Uh, in addition to that, as always, uh, when Treasury looks at these sort of things, uh, they would look at loopholes, if you want to call it, or tax structuring that was available. And to a certain extent, before the change, there mm. was some kind of tax structuring that one, one could do, uh, particularly because the employer contribution to a pension or provident fund was not a taxable benefit. So they wanted to actually close that that sort of loophole uh, together with the reform proposals that we see on the table today.
0: Mm. All right, and and when will this uh, proposed legislation come into play? Because uh, people are, are panicking now. Is it is it soon? Is it imminent? How soon is it?
1: So uh, it it impacts from one March 2016, and uh, the reason for that is that that coincides squarely with an individual's tax year. So your year end is at the end of Feb, and as you know, from the first of March going forward for the next 10, 12 months, uh, an individual needs to then file a tax return. Uh, it, it, it coincides 100% with the individual's annual tax declaration or return. Uh, 1 March is 2016 is a date, but I think also to note that it actually affects the 2017 uh, financial year and for a taxpayer.
0: In what way? Explain that.
1: So a uh, the 2016 financial year and for a taxpayer will run from 1 March of 2015 until 28 of Feb. 2016 this year. Mm. Uh, we then start a new financial year from the 1st of March 2016, which will run till the end of 20 February 2017. Yes. So in effect, this will affect your 2017 tax filing uh, in terms of uh, in individual yeah. filing return.
0: All right. Now, the president has been accused of having... Um acted unilaterally when signing this law. Talk about the process that was followed, juxtaposed against what should have been followed if if these two processes are not the same.
1: Yeah, I think uh, (coughs) I've actually looked at the policy notes on on Treasury's website last night. And if you go through the detail, you'll see that the first first time that we see some kind of announcement of a retirement reform proposal was in the 2017 bills already. Uh, There was policy papers, discussion documents that did come out and some kind of proposals that did come through. In 2014, a year later, we had some further consultation and we've seen some kind of first draft laws emanating and further discussion and proposals then took place. There was then a proposal to make the effective date of this legislation as 1 March 2015. Now, in the 2014 bill uh, or 2015, there was a, a uh, comment made or further consultation than required on the matter. And then it was basically delayed for further year for further consultation. So I do think they, they, we, we've been talking about this for a pretty for long while. time. Mm-hmm. And there has been a cautious, if you want to call it, approach although the impact uh, I think from, a, from an individual perspective is is quite quite big particularly as I said when you come to a uh, provident fund.
0: Yeah, okay and we'll get to, to the issues of provident fund now but there have been rumours that um, government intends to take over the, ha- the hard earned m- income of workers and to use this money as a bailout for for ESCOM. Talk about that. Uh, is this, are these just rumours or is the truth to, to them?
1: No, from, uh, clearly from what I can see, in terms of the amendments, uh, you know, the, the the income that's going to be there is, is purely your income. So it's mm-hmm. your, your saving for your retirement f- funding income the day that you retire. Uh, that income will ultimately either flow through to yourself all your beneficiaries, in, I, I, if, you, if you are late, it will go to your estate. And accordingly, in terms of your estate, it will go to one of your beneficiaries that you so elected.
0: Mm. And, I mean, if the entire objective of, uh, of of the new legislation or the changes to the legislation is really to benefit the workers in that uh, it encourages us to save towards our, our retirement, it's all good. That, I mean, that's good news. But why is it that there's so much negativity around this and such so much uh, a lack of clarity so i think
1: where where the fundamental change comes in is if we look at a provident fund uh, and that's that's the one that's been impacted most There's that's typically three funds that one could go into retirement when you look at a retirement funding uh, it's a retirement annuity it's a pension fund and the, the third one which is the hot one on the table which is a provident fund now before this change basically when you retire from a fund and a provident fund you could actually withdraw the full amount you could opt to be taxed accordingly you would be taxed obviously on on that income but you could cash out the entire income that comes your way now let's look at the what has happened post this this implementation of the proposal what happens now is that when you're dealing with a provident fund and you now decide to resign uh, and retire from that fund uh, you have to uh, you can take up to one third in cash and two thirds you have to annuitize. meaning you'll get that back. It's not that you won't get it back, you'll get it back, but over the term they'll estimate at the time that you will you continue to live and they'll basically purely pay that back to you on a monthly basis so that you've got some kind of income yeah. funding coming your way. Um, the consultation process added these following uh, sort of uh, limitations as well. So what they said is that it it doesn't apply to what we call vested income, vested uh, uh, income in the fund. That means that all the income that you've put in before 1 March 2016 will not be impacted by this. You can still draw down 100% of this. That means that only going forward, uh, the the, the laws will now affect you going forward. So it's what we call a prospective application of the law and not retrospective Mm -hmm. application of the law. In addition to that, uh, the consultation added uh, that, persons over 60, uh, 55 years of age, it will not apply to. So when we come to, to those that were nearing their retirement age, it's not going to impact them. If you're 55 years or above on 1 March 2016, you can still draw down your hundred percent, there'll, there'll be no impact for you. And then in addition to that, similar to what we had on the retirement uh, annuity fund and the pension fund, we have what we call it the minimum sum. Uh, we always had that and that was 75,000. What they've now done that if they've lifted that to 247,500. So in essence what that means is that if your retirement fund is only 247,500 uh, 247, or less you can draw down the whole amount. Uh, and Treasury has indicated that from their statistical ana- analysis and the research, that is sort of the midpoint, that most people land up with that sort of amount of money when they retire. So it's not going to impact you. That's what they're saying. They're saying that it's probably going to impact the higher earners in individuals in any event.
0: All right, if you if you're concerned about the retirement reforms, do give us a call. We've got the expert in the studio who can answer your calls. Our telephone number is 891 You can SMS your views or your questions to three four seven O one. You can also tweet at SAFM Radio. Our guest is uh, Mr. Munir Hassan, a Senior Lecturer Taxation uh, in the Department of Accountancy at uh, the University of Johannesburg. You can call us right now and uh, we can take your your questions. Sebastian in Cape Town, good morning.
2: Yes, good morning to you and your guests. What I find very problematic is the compulsory purchase of annuities on retirement from the funds. Um, This can be very negative according to the rate of interest at the time that it happens, because if interest rates are low or lower than they should be, you're having to put much more capital than would otherwise be the case into the purchase of this annuity. In other words, if you are unlucky enough to uh, retire at a time of low interest rates, you're basically subject to a penalization. Relative to if you'd retired at a time of higher interest rates, when you'd actually have to pay less to purchase the, you, this, your annuity. Now, in the UK, they've actually scrapped the compulsory purchase of annuities because they're very low rates there meant that people in recent years have been having to pay much more in the past to get the same annuity. Now, the same could happen in South Africa. I regard this as iniquitous because the control over a person's retirement savings are actually taken out of their hands. They're forced to purchase a particular type of product from the financial industry in this country, and dependent on the time of of retirement, it can be very disadvantageous to them. Um, Perhaps your guests could discuss those points. All right. Uh, Thank you very much, Sebastian. Um, Mr. Hassan?
1: Thanks, Sebastian. I think it's a a good point to make, but I think what, what we need to consider as well is that uh, we've always had the compulsory annuitization on the retirement annuity fund, uh, and we've also had that with the pension fund. So we've only seen this come through now on the on the uh, on the provident fund, uh, effective 1 March 2016. Uh, I, I take the point that obviously when you obviously annuitize, um your, your, your growth of the fund, uh, you're not going to get that much of growth other than interest factor and obviously the depending on what the interest rates are doing at that time it can either benefit you or it could disadvantage you. Um, I think also what we need to look at is um, if we look at the, the concept of a Provident Fund itself and where it came from the history of the, of, of the Provident Fund itself, um, it, it was geared more toward the professional and therefore uh, those that knew how to manage their funds accordingly uh, were allowed to cash out most or 100% of their income and then they could invest it accordingly. Uh, you therefore see that a lot of uh, provident funds were utilized by professional firms, legal firms, auditing firms, those kind of, of, of firms actually utilize uh, provident fund structures.
0: All right, uh, David calling us from Cape Town. Good morning. Welcome, David
3: good morning thank you i have two questions one is pertaining to my own position i heard a discussion the other day is this since this um, the objective of this is to build up um reserves over time for one's retirement i did hear a discussion that this does not apply to people like myself who are over the age of 55. i wonder if your guest could just confirm that and the other issue um that i thought we could draw a little deeper into never used that expression before but just looking a little deeper <laughs> when we were talking about the rumors of how the money might be used. I don't think there's much fear of the government taking, or the fiscus taking the money to bail anybody out. But I did hear a discussion about the fact that it might happen that the government could mm-hmm. encourage, for want of a better word, uh, provident funds to actually invest in government entities, which might necessarily be the most um, providential investment. Is that
0: possibly true? All right, thank you, David.
1: Thanks, David. Um, I think in, in, in relation to your first question, so uh, when it comes to, it depends what kind of fund if you, you are into at the moment. So if it's a pension or if it's a retirement annuity fund, there's no, there's no impact or change between before and after in terms of the, the withdrawal on retirement because I think that that was always there, like I said earlier. If you are in a provident fund, and that's correct, if you are 55 years or over the age of 55 years, on one March 2016, the 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 the, the drawdown or the, the compulsory annuitization thereof would not apply to you. that. That's written into the into the, the current law in the tax act. Uh, if I can then just move on to your your second point. So, uh, like I mentioned earlier, I think there, there has been quite a cautious approach in terms of the implementation of the retirement reforms. I also think that from from parliamentary point of view, uh, we've seen the the proposals being. Uh, uh, gone back to, to Treasury for further consultation. So from Parliament itself, we actually seen that happen on uh, in the case of this this retirement reform uh, proposals. And what I picked up in the explanatory memorandum uh, to the bills or the Act now it's a, it's formally Act uh, is that there'll be after two years so t- after two years of implementation of this uh, of, of these retirement reform proposals the the Minister of Finance has to table a report in Parliament in terms of the application and and to almost monitor how it has gone. So I think, again, you can see that there's going to be quite a lot of caution in terms of how they approach it. They're actually saying that in two years' time we're going to re-monitor how it's all gone in terms of the uh, the changes that has been implemented already post two years down the line and then, and then have a fresh look at it again.
0: All right. What does that mean?
1: Uh, th- that 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 obviously means. Could, that we have
0: to, could we see further reform? We if could. Okay.
1: We we could definitely. Obviously, if things are working uh, positively. I guess we'll accept it. But if there's if there's some impact that's negative, I guess we'll uh, you know treasury would then we look at that. and yeah. From a policy point of view, All we right. could see we look.
0: Let's speak to Polani in M- Mthatha now. Welcome, Polani.
1: Hi,
3: Rana. I'm not sure. Maybe your guest uh, spoke about it. The t- the t- difference between provident fund and a pension fund and then if somebody like myself who's still very far from the pension age, age and I want to take an, I want I resign in order to start a business what does that mean if I had already accumulated a certain portion of whether it's a pension fund or a provident fund I would love to just hear this comment around that. In
0: terms of withdrawing Yes. Okay alright thank you thank you Polani. Let's take another call Amos welcome Hi. Hello? No, no that's Bonageli. Sorry about that, Bonageli. Go ahead, please.
3: I ask, uh, look, uh, I think uh, if I get it uh, correctly, you said this thing will be effective from 1st of March.
0: That's correct.
3: Is that correct? So what if the most people um, are talking about nurses and teachers, they're going to resign before that time? Whom are they going to blame, to put a blame on? And I must say, this is totally unfair especially without people being consulted. I mean, it is the duty of people to, to decide as to what to do with their pension money, which can be explained a hundred times or a hundred thousand times. Mm. It's not understandable. It is totally unfair. Mm. So this government is said to be the government of the people, but it doesn't seem to be like that. But I mean, you, 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 you may not have heard...
0: You may not have heard my guest talking about the fact that there were very wide consultations. They were
3: talking about people, they are not saving money because once they, they, they got their offensive money, they, 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 they misuse it. I mean, you cannot force people, you cannot tell people how to save and what should they do with their money. That's what I'm trying to say. This is totally unfair. This can be explained several times. I, for one, as I'm speaking, this is totally unfair. This all is not right. the government of the people, as they say. Thank you very much. Thank Popeye. you,
0: thank you, Bonagale. And then Amos, and then uh, let's listen to Amos. You'll respond to all three of them. Hi, Amos.
3: Hello, ma'am. Yeah, yes, ma'am. am 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 looking for the civil civil service for the two years <clears throat> for the past two years. As, as I heard, you said the they were the ethics perspective. How how am I affected? Am I am I able to get my my age at age five?
0: Okay, are you over the age of 55?
3: No, I'm 52.
0: You are 52?
3: Yeah.
0: Okay, all right. Uh, Do do you have a follow-up question? Is that your only question?
3: I think it's the only question for now.
0: All right, Amos, please listen on the radio. Um, Mr. Hassan?
1: Yes, so if we could deal with the first question... Um, it, it dealt with uh, what 's the difference between a provident and a pension fund, mm. and also I think that 's a good question because what what is the implications on withdrawal we 're not now talking I think the, the, the gentleman asked what is the implication on withdrawal not if, if retirement yeah if he uh, he wants if you want to, he start, wants a to start a business mm. so so basically, if we look at the provident pension fund they both employer funds, the difference comes more in the rules of the fund and the way they manage so uh, in essence it 's where the investments are going to be, and those sort of things uh, when you would draw from a fund. There's been there's been no change at this stage, even in terms of the new proposals that we've seen come true. You can still take 100%. So if I decide to resign from my employer uh, today, I can still take 100% drawdown, be it from a provident or a pension fund. However, uh, note that I am going to pay a, a tax according to the early withdrawal table, which means that the tax is going to be higher. The first 25,000 only is tax free. Then after you will apply a progressive tax uh, table rate, which will go up to a maximum and you could pay 36% up to a maximum of 36% on your income. So y- if if you wanted to do that, if uh, I think Skolani, if you wanted to withdraw, you could still take the funds. I can walk away from the employer today, uh, cash out and basically, Pay the tax and take the difference and go and uh, start a, 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 a business. Obviously, the, the burden of the tax is, is what you've got to bear then. Uh, obviously, if you, go into a, uh, if you transfer that money into a further retirement, then that would be then tax-free.
0: Mm-hmm. And then Bonagale bemoaning yeah. the fact that uh, the consultations were not as broad as they, as they should have been, and he says um, personally he doesn't think that it, uh, it benefits the people.
1: I think, uh, you know, to talk to that point, I think there's been uh, a lot of consultation between Treasury and also the professional bodies, employers as well. They 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 actually had a lot of uh, stakeholder sessions as well, uh, workshops as well, where they actually unpacked a lot of these issues. And as you can see, I think there's a bit of misconception because one can still do 100% withdrawal. If you still wanted to start your business, take your money and um, do that, if you if you're if you're willing to bear the tax a heavy pa- tax burden at that stage, you can still do that. You can still opt for that.
0: Mm-hmm. And what's the percentage of the taxation? Thirty-six percent, uh, the maximum. So
1: obviously, I mean, we're looking at forty-one percent at the moment on an individual tax rates. You you pay thirty-six percent of your of your retirement <laughs> savings mm-hmm. uh, oh. to 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 SARS.
0: Yeah, all right. And Amos um, is a civil servant. Has been a civil servant for thirty-two years. He's fifty-two years now. Uh, how does this affect him? He wants to know. Okay,
1: so if If he wants to uh, resign from his company, he's basically got two options at this stage. One is he could either, again, he could do the withdrawal bear the brunt of the tax burden and cash out and take the balance of the cash alternatively he can move his funds into what we call a preservation fund mm. uh, we leave it there it will be tax free it will move tax free into the preservation fund and when he then takes the money out of the preservation fund then he would basically have the implication of the one third or 2 two third yes. subject to the minimum rule obviously and uh, again only um, in terms of Monies that he put into that fund from 1 March 2016 onwards will be uh, will be subject to the compulsory annuitisation. Any funds that he put in or he comes in before 1 March 2016, he can still do 100% drawdown on retirement.
0: All right. Some SMSs now. Um, hi. Could I please have Mr. Hassan's contact numbers? would like to speak to him off air. I don't know if we can do that. Uh, does this change mean if I have 75,000 rands in my retirement annuity and below 55, does this mean I can now draw all that money? That's from Jabu.
1: You can still do that. It, in fact, that 75,000 is now lifted to 247,500. Yeah. So it's yeah. much more than that now.
0: Yeah. All right. I retired in 2013 but was told I can only get one third struggling with my debt. Can I get my lump sum now before March?
1: No, it, it looks like that must have been a other uh, retirement annuity which was already implemented in terms of the annuitization or it could have been a pension fund that that that, that, that lady or gentleman was dealing with. Mm.
0: All right. And Richard writes in and, and says, what happens to any balance in the fund if one passes on whilst earning the monthly income?
1: okay so uh, what what will happen obviously is if one passes on uh, whatever balance is in there, it will basically go to your estate and then it will be dealt with in terms of your beneficiaries and you elected accordingly, and also what we have is uh, all these funds have what we call the rules of the fund, the rules of pension fund, provident fund, retirement annuity funds. And there's a board of trustees that is elected to actually manage these sort mm-hmm. of funds. So that they would look at when a person passes on, uh, looking after the, your interests and, and making sure that the correct beneficiary gets that that, that funding. Yeah.
0: All right. Can my wife, who's divorcing me, qualify for half my pensions when married in community of property because she's entitled to get half my pensions payable?
1: It depends on, obviously it depends on the rules of the fund itself and also in terms of how, how you've structured your, your community of property man, marriage together with, the, with your wife as well. It, it, it would depend.
0: I'm 55 years old with a preservation fund. Can I withdraw everything now before I reach 60 in order to start a business?
1: If you've moved into a preservation fund, you still do have one drawdown. You can still do a drawdown, uh, but you've got one hit against that, that drawdown. So it could, it, it is possible to do that.
0: There's still so many SMSs coming through, but unfortunately, we can't get through all of them because we have run out of time. Are you willing to give out your details on air, Mr. I'm Kisan?
1: happy for the details to be. Con- uh, it's actually, you can contact me through the university. Mm-hmm. Um, my email address is munirh. H. Mm M-U-N-E-E-R-H at uj.ac.za
0: All right. That's M-U-N-E-E-R-H at uj.ac.za Thank you very much for your time, sir. And still to come on Morning Talk, we'll talk about why it's important to inculcate a culture of reading among, among South Africa. That's the topic of discussion after the news at 10 with Utsile Sako. Safm, South
3: Africa's news and information leader.
4: Thanks, Rowena. Top stories: Oil prices continue to plummet, and PE parents threaten to shut down schools. Good morning. Oil prices have continued to fall amid concerns that the lifting of international sanctions on Iran will exacerbate the current supply. Worries about Iran's return to an already glutted oil market drove down Brent to $27 a barrel. The benchmark Brent crude dropped below $28 a barrel, still down over 1% from its settlement on Friday for the first time since 2003. The Johannesburg Metro Police Department says it will continue to assist drought-stricken towns in the northwest and free state with water this week. Over the weekend, the JMPD provided escorts for several trucks as they transported thousands of bottles of water to the affected towns. The program, labelled Operation Hydrate, has since evolved into a nationwide campaign. JMPD spokesperson Wayne Minar.
3: JMPD officers will again give support in the coming weeks to Operation Hydrate by helping to load and pack bottles of water which will be transported to the Free State and Northern Cape where the rural communities are experiencing a water shortage due to the current drought in South Africa. Metro Police officers provide manpower to load bottles of water onto trucks which then get transported to the various areas within South Africa where there's no water.
4: Vandals in Senegal in the eastern Free State have hit the town's water infrastructure. In a series of incidents, they've damaged boreholes, water tanks and have stolen parts from the town's main pump station. The Director of Engineering Services in the Sizoto municipality, Tobe says one tank was set alight. People
0: are actually vandalizing those Georgia tanks and then on Sunday we also received information that they've actually also bent one of those Georgia tanks from those 11 boreholes. Already eight of them have been vandalized and that is actually very bad because we are
4: now unable to use those boreholes. Disgruntled parents in the port, in port Elizabeth's northern area have threatened to close schools today if the Department of Education does not respond swiftly to their demands. Last year, parents shut down schools in this area for 20 days, demanding extra teachers and information.